Welcome to All the Gear But No Idea, the South Australian fishing podcast hosted by Rody and Diz. The boys will share their tall tales of the one that got away, as well as some regular segments they know all you fishing tragics will enjoy. G'day guys and welcome to episode 25 of All The Gear But No Idea. Diz, how are you mate? I am spectacular. Thanks Rody. It's great to be here with you on our live edition at Kangaroo Island near Stokes Bay, mate. Yeah, we're currently coming live from the deck. Live from the deck. We're overlooking the water and I'm about to crack a froth. Me too. Thank you. Good very, gear. very good. Rody. So we're in the uh, we're in the prime time for seeing jumping tuna out the front. Yes, and if you'd be quiet, which is very difficult for you, then you would uh, give the listeners an opportunity to hear the whapping la- waves, the lapping waves. Yeah, no, now we bay. haven't seen many tuna out the front here this year, have we, Diz? But we'll get into that a bit later on. Yes, we certainly will, Rody. To start with, let's get into oranges and lemons, mate. And there's been more oranges than lemons, I think it'd be fair to say, over the last week. Certainly been a good week. Haven't quite caught as many fish as we'd envisaged, but we do set high standards on these sort of trips. We do, we do. Well, get us underway with your orange, big man. All right, look, my orange has going to be this last month or so. We've done all Thorpes at the start of the month and again this week on Kangaroo Island. We have found a pretty good ability to find nanny drops. Yes, we have. So we've picked them off, been trawling around, keeping an eye on the sounder, and we've found some good spots. Yes, no, we have. We've done quite well. Just one we found the other day, big thumping nanny. Came that was a over. big one we pulled in there. That certainly was. Certainly was. It was a good size addition, that one. So we sort of found a couple out off uh, Western River, one yep. out off Stokes Bay, yeah, and have. certainly some good spots off Althorps the other week. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. All right, well, my orange has been basically for a good few months before this trip, we were very concerned whether we were going to be able to launch the new boat out the front, weren't we? We were. And Kept us up at night. Oh, it did. God, there was some sleepless nights. The old boat we got in, no worries. Yes, it was just, were the sand conditions going to be right? Was there going to be enough water, etc., etc.? So to explain to people where we stay has a nice beach out the front, a little private beach. Mm-hmm. And there is a little spot down to the right where you can launch boats. Yes, yep. The owners are very happy for us to do so. And uh, look, we absolutely nailed it. Didn't ever look in doubt for mine. Pez I don't know what we were worried about. were there to start with to help us just ease the nerves at the start of the trip and just really no worries at all. It was good. It was Fantastic. Good. Fantastic. Took a bit of driving to navigate the passage out through the rocks to get out of the open sea. Yeah, but we got that down to a fine art, didn't we? We didn't look like hitting them. No, no, we did. And the beauty, that's the beauty of an alloy boat, isn't it? Perfect, isn't it? Brilliant. All, all right, right Rody, lemon. All right, guys, it's been a sour, sour end to the trip. Oh. So yesterday, Dizzy's uh, suspension cooked itself. Yeah, just lost a bolt off the bottom of my shocker there. So we had the RAA out yesterday. It's about an hour drive from Kingscote. So they weren't all that pleased with us when we caught mm. them out on a Saturday. Mm. And then, uh, so that was you know not a great start to the weekend. No. And then today, my car turned on lots of lights, gave a constant beeping sound, and the brakes cooked themselves. Yeah. Not so the RAA nice. came out again today. That's two in two days. 
and then he couldn't fix it. Mm. So mm. it's getting towed into King's Coat tomorrow. Mm. Mm. And God knows when I'm making it back to Adelaide. <laughs> so if anyone's in King's Coat and got something to uh, keep me busy with, hit me up. Yes, absolutely. So that's mate. my lemon. Dears, what do you got? Well, look, my lemon, mate, has been that we have not managed to find the this year elusive North Coast Kangaroo Island tuna. Yes. We've had success in previous times. This year we even got out on off the estuaries. Yeah, destries. That was a nice day, wasn't it? Very rough that day, but uh, good nonetheless. We got out there, uh, had a bit of a hunt around, couldn't find them, but we just haven't had much success on the tuna. So... More missions off Victor to get them and more missions off Althorps, I reckon, until we're back here in a few weeks' time with our, well, number one fishing charter operator in the state, I think it's fair to say, Gavin Sully. Yeah, he's a good man. He'll find them for us. He will. And I very much look forward to that. All reports have been patchy at best. Yes. And we'd even say that was uh, taking the optimistic approach. Well, I think we saw one tuna jump. We did see a little, little, little patch of jumpy tunas. But um, few and far between. Lots of dolphins of out Snug Cove Way last weekend. We even got almost down to Cape Border. We covered a lot of correct, a lot of territory. We did. We covered some Ks. Got some tips from Jamison Marine. Followed them to a T. Five yep. Ks out off Western River. Trawled to Snug Cove. Yep. yep. We did it all right. We had plenty of lures. Had the troll so hard gear. Oh, yes. The Samaki pacemaker has reliably caught tuna in these waters. You couldn't tell us that we had the wrong tuners when you the Takumi, when dragging, dragging trolls so hard gear through the water. Had the right? spreader bar. We did everything right, but guys, they're just not here at the moment. Yes. Nah, very unlucky, Brody, but that was my lemon. All right, dears, let's keep it moving. We do have a big guest coming up that we'll, uh, we'll tell you about in a minute, but before we get to them, let's get a little bit of uh, fishing news. I will give a little uh, disclaimer here. Reception in this part of the island is patchy at best. Yes. No, so we may have missed something, but we've done our best. Can I just say before you move on to the, the news, because it will majority be your good self, because you like bearing that big round noggin of yours in the books, but the hats have been exceptional. The hats have been trip. good, haven't they? And if you are not into losing sunglasses, then do yourself a favour and get on to Mr. Sporty Edition by Mr. Strappy. Yes, they're now online. They're, they're now online. They're live. Great friend of the show and just an absolute all-round legit person, Lucy Stevens. And we've had them on all weekend. All we week, have, sorry. We've not taken them off. And they've done us good. They are excellent. Really hold the sunnies down firmly. Yep, and so, yeah, the, the cats have been good. We had a photo with all six of us actually wearing the caps on the boat last weekend. Mm. Stubby olders have kept the beers cold. Yeah, no, we like the hats, we like the we like the uh, stubby holders, and yeah, new edition, we like the Mr. Strappy. Yep. Mr. Sporty Mr. Strappy. Perfect ears now. Okay, let's... into the news, sorry. All right, must be now getting towards two weeks ago where the uh, snapper fingerlings were released. Yes. Out of, I think it was Ardrossan Diz. Yeah, they did. They launched at Ardrossan. Over a couple of days. Yeah, and they, and they released some fingerlings there, so... Another good friend of the show, Fraser Ellis, was out on the boat. I'm sure he added absolutely zero value to that trip. He would have been horribly out of his depth. He would have not had any idea. So he's the uh, local member for the York Peninsula, and he was joined by David Basham, the fishing minister. Yes, 
And yep, so they've put those fingerlings in. We will hopefully see the uh, fruits of that labour in how long we reckon? Ten years before we get a big snapper out of them? Well, yeah, look, I don't know. Some Somebody smarter than us would know the numbers on it. But uh, restocking is a good thing. And Certainly is. Yep. And I also it. did see that there was some restocking going on Murray Cod up in the Riverlandies. Mm-hmm. I think it was 5,000, could be wrong, but yeah. I think 5,000. Yeah, sounds about right, mate. I think uh, Kim Manning was involved in that. I yes. think Lee Van Seuss might have been up there. Yep, yep. So, uh, yep. yeah, they're putting... They're always near the action. Always good to get the Murray Cod and the Snapper Fingerlings to keep fishing future strong. Yes, we love that. All right, Rody, moving on, mate. What's next? Now, this is quite topical, talking about the tuna that we haven't been able to find. This is a... Uh, there's a bit of few reports coming out that it's not a great season for the commercial southern bluefin tuna fleet. This okay. So they've been largely based from what I've been hearing and what you told us from your journey down to the southeast. They've been based down there, sort of robe way, mm-hmm. and they've been struggling to find them. Yes, yes. It's reported to be the worst fishing season weather-wise in ten years. They're blaming that on La Nina. Okay. And okay. what that has meant, Dizzy, is it's less predictable where the tuna are going to show up. Okay. So, unpredictable fishing trends and lower catch rates. It's probably the coolest weather conditions in 10 years, which isn't helping them. And the tuna aren't coming to the surface. Because so when the weather's hot, I think they come up and sun themselves. They do come up and sun so themselves. So, it makes it easier for the spotter planes to find them. Yes. So, it has been a cool summer so far. Mm. And the... Weather experts are putting that down to La Nina. How long are we dealing with La Nina for? Look, mate, I'm no scientist. Are they on three-year cycles? I don't think it's a standard number. I think it can vary. So we could be in La Nina forever. Not forever. Unlikely. <laughs> Climate change? Well, who knows, mate, but I think that's supposed <laughs> to go the other way. So they're looking for tuna about 15 kilos. They'll then drag them back from the southeast or south of KI or wherever they get them. Fatten them up. Back to Port Lincoln. They try and double their weight in a farm, feeding them a truckload of pillies. That'll be a good episode, Diz. We'll get someone on who's involved in feeding them. Well, I mean, uh, our uh, great friend uh, Boyd and co. wouldn't be far off um, supplying the pillies to fatten them up, would they? Oh, they'd get fat quick if they did. They are some seriously good pills. So, uh, anyway, it hasn't been a great season for the tuna fish shows. Yeah, okay, interesting. Right. What else has been happening, mate? All right, Diz, Coast to Coast is on this coming weekend. God, I've got my fingers and toes crossed for some better weather. We've been following that on the social media, on the Facebook page, and everyone is praying for a change in the forecast. I haven't seen it today, but certainly yesterday it wasn't looking great on the long-term forecast. there's There's still some time. There's still time. Certainly early days, isn't it? It is. And what I'll tell you is what I know is the weather forecast isn't that good long way out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Steve Powell, great Mm. friend of the show. Yes. He shared a, I think it was a screenshot of the weather on January 1 this year. It was forecast to blow its guts out. Mm. And it was a beautiful day. Mm. So keep that in mind, guys. Certainly stranger things have happened and we could have great weather still. But if not, I'm sure it'll be a good weekend nonetheless. Yeah, so gear yourself up. I mean, get yourself ready. Get yourself up for it. Be a good day, good weekend down at the uh, racing club. few beers to celebrate. Absolutely, mate. And look, we'll all just keep our fingers and toes crossed. Yes, we certainly will. Also on the Coast to Coast Tuna news, how's your tackle is stocking flaked ice? Yeah, yeah, we love this. I saw a few people asking for this and they've delivered. 
Yeah, Flaked Ice, and they're also doing pre-orders of Pillies. Yes, they're doing big five kilo boxes. We took one over here, and that has done plenty on the nannies. Oh, it has. And, I mean, tell you what, it would have done plenty on the cube, too, if we found them. Yeah, we can't cube fish, we can't find, mate. Yeah, I know. But, so, yeah, they've got big bags of Pillies, big boxes of Pillies, even. They've got 10 kilos bag of Flaked Ice for 7 bucks, or 15 kilo bags for 10 bucks. It's a bargain. Get in contact with How's Your Tackle over Facebook to get onto that. And there's nothing better than keeping your fish fresh. Oh, well, it's an it's a must, mate. It's a must. All right, dears, that's all we've got for Coast to Coast. Mm. Next bit of news I've got for you all. Reeling in junior anglers. Lee Van Soest has been working very hard on this one, dears. It, it's a great initiative, mate. And that's coming up shortly, the 20th of February. I think that's a Saturday. Yes, it is. 8 a.m. at Garden Island Jetty at Port Adelaide for the first event. It's a shame we can't be there, mate. We'll be back on the island. We'll be gearing up for Dizzy's Big Bucks Ooh, at the, yeah. uh, at the Ooh, races. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for those who aren't coming on the Bucks, get down, get involved, get in contact with Lee Van Soest at bigpond.com. Or through the reelinginjuniorangles.com website if you'd like to get involved. Yeah, it's all about getting some passionate fishos to teach young kids basic tackle, knot tying, conservation, stewardship, casting, and safety. Yeah, so it's it's real sort of grassroots basics. Getting the kids into it young. And I know you're not available for this one, Diz, but we might send you down and see if you can't work on your casting at the second one. (laughs) See if they'll extend the age bracket for you. (laughs) That's a horrible call, mate. All right, so if you are keen on that, that's where to get involved. Diz, Mm -hmm. what else have we got? The Maiponga Reservoir. Been happening down there, mate. They uh, have basically just uh, extended or expanded the fishing zone, which is really... Pleasing, and there's going to be about three or over three kilometers worth of new trails. So that's going to be happening over the course of the next few months, and there will be on water access for the Maiponga Reservoir. So that's fantastic news for those who like fishing and those who like fishing out of a kayak as well, because they'll be able to cover some ground, find some nice snags. And get amongst them. They bloody will, dears. We should get down there and give it a whirl one day. We should. When the weather's blowing and we can't get out on the boat, we should get amongst it. Like mate. today, we've got a bit of an easterly out off Stokes Bay at the moment. It'd be a good day to do some uh, inshore angling. Yes, it we would. We could have bought the brim rods. We should have. That's what uh, our guest, who we'll talk about shortly, didn't mind a bit of brim fishing. He doesn't. He's a keen brim angler, amongst keen other brim, things. Brim angler. All what right, else dears. Have we got? Last one, I reckon this is, dears. Now. Yes. Always a friend of the show. Let's go fishing. And how's your tackle down at Christie's Beach? Oh, yeah. They are doing little Friday barbecues, Diz. Oh, I, I cannot wait to get down there. So every Friday, whilst weather permits, from 5.30 to 7pm at Let's Go Fishing, 5.25 Gulfview Road, Christie's Beach, there is a sausage sizzle provided by How's Your Tackle. Yep. Dan and Boyd smashing out the barbecue. Yeah, entry is via a donation to yes. the Onka Stomper Fishing Comp, which then goes to the Childhood Cancer Association. Yes. So doing a bit of fundraising while they're at it. Yeah, we love that. There's water available. Please feel free to BYO drinks. The entry donation covers the sausage sizzle, and it also gets you a raffle ticket for weekly prizes. I'm going to be down there on Friday, I reckon. 
Well, I reckon they've had maybe two events while we've been over on the island. Yeah. We've been here for a while, so I think we've missed the first couple, but we might get involved in the third one. Yeah, I'm going to call it. I think I'm going to be there. So uh, if you want to meet the great man Diz, get involved. Yes, no, definitely. A good, a great initiative. They're always doing good stuff down there, supporting the community uh, in many different ways. They've certainly supported us on this trip, Diz, because we've had a hell of a lot of their gear floating around, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we have. If you looked at our boat, it is a... A, hey, a new sticker on there. We've got a sticker from... From them, we've got plenty of pillies that we've got into the nannies. Yeah. The little whiting nuts. Mm. That got them on the chew at Island Beach the other day. Oh, yeah, they're good. They're good. The uh, pilchard oil. Yep. Got a bit of the uh, fishing guru's rigs and a little nanny jig off the fishing guru that did oh, the goods. Yeah, and look, we'll, we'll probably touch on that in the tackle segment, but they are great rigs. They are. Really good rigs. Yep. No, they're good. So, uh, especially for that. 32, which is the legal size King George, up to your sort of 38, 39. You like the size of hooks, don't you? I like the size of the hooks. They're really good for that South Australian, very standard, good size King George weight. I'm not sure that Gavin, when he's chasing his 60 centimetre plus additions... Look, I'm sure the fishing guru's got a Gavin special in there somewhere. Of course he would, mate. He's fucking got everything. Excuse my French. So, uh, uh, it's... uh, Safe to say they've looked after us on this trip, mate. They certainly have. They certainly have. All right. That's all we have for the news, Diz. Yes. Brilliant, mate. let's introduce our next guest. Diz, we're joined here today. We've recorded this one a couple of days ago. Live. We went We went to the uh, council chambers of Kangaroo Island at Kingscote. Yes. And we went straight to the top, didn't we? We just said, who's in charge here, guys? <laughs> yeah, we, we did. And out stepped Michael <laughs> Pengilly, the mayor of Kangaroo Island, for a chat. Oh, wasn't he a great guy? He's a good fella. He'd just been doing a bit of work at home. Yes. But he uh, had a break from that to come in and meet us in Kingscote and spin a yarn with us. So let's get into that, Diz. Let's have a listen. All right, well, we're very lucky this week, Brody, to be joined by the Mayor of Kangaroo, Kangaroo Island, Michael Pengilly. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, boys, and uh, hello to your listeners. Yes. I hope I don't talk too much nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about that, Michael. We uh, talk our fair share ourselves, so you'll fit in well. That's right, that's right. Well, Michael, to get our five questions underway, tell us about your best fish. Oh, well, many years ago, before we had quotas and things, I went fishing with a fella called Dean Bell out of Emu Bay yep. one Saturday. No GPS, no nothing. We've got marks. We're out about, uh, out about the 17-mile line. Okay. And uh, I've never seen so many huge snapper in all my life. Yeah. <laughs> Came back dead. <laughs> that was uh, that's sort of in the past now. There's still a lot of big snapper out there. Yeah. But at the moment, you can't catch them. But, uh, yeah, I mean... What do you do when you get live over here? You go fishing for whiting, whiting mm. and dead whiting, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we did pretty well over the years. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, what's your favourite thing about fishing, Michael? Is it getting a feed or the the rush of catching a big one? What is it? The phone doesn't work out there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't get fishing journos ring up. Uh, no, it's um, oh, look. I think you just get away from it on the water. The water's a very relaxing place. Yeah. Providing you do the right thing. And yes. All around. Never drink when I go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Just you're out there to, you know, get back. Yeah. So it, I, I just like being on the water. I'm, I'm born here. Yeah. Mm. Been on the water all my life in one, so one way or another. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. And was, it, was there a memorable first fishing adventure or what got you into it? Was it a family thing? Oh, when we were kids, I lived in Kingscote okay. and uh, we used to go fishing off the jetty. 
Yeah. So um, Tommy Ruffs, we used to yeah, get, yeah. you know, we're competition with a fellow called Wally Walden, who's a retired crayfisherman. Yeah. He always used to beat me, but, you know, we <laughs> could get four or five dozen Tommies yeah. each yeah. down the wharf. Yeah. And Snook, we could trawl for Snook. There's a couple of old blokes who used to fish down there and, uh, at night, trawling off the jetty, and, uh, you know, about eight o'clock, they'd say, oh, hold our lines, boys, we're just going up the bottle line. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd go and catch their snook and put them in our bag. <laughs> so, you know, that, it was a great place to, to grow up. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And what's your favourite sort of fishing, Michael? What do you like to do? Oh, I like whiting. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like whiting fishing and the uh, fun of catching snapper. Uh, I've been tuna fishing and never caught a tuna, okay. unlike two blokes sitting here on the Sounds like us this week. Yeah, well, we can thank Kangaroo Island for our first tuna, though, can't we? Really? We can, yes. We've done yeah. well over here over the years. Yeah, yeah look, I've been, uh, over the years, been brim fishing in the rivers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, without a lot of success, you've got to really... Uh, there's a couple of the good spots for rim people feed them too much burly and yeah. Yeah. Red, so you can never catch them they're gun shy yeah. <laughs> but brim fishing's good fun yeah. takes a lot of patience yeah. yes yeah, took the grandson out at uh, Middle River a couple of years ago oh yeah uh, got a few yeah it's lovely down at Middle River yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. top spot and have you got a funny fishing story for us Yes, I have. It concerns my late father. We went out here, I was only a bit of a kid, and we were out here in the bay with a fellow called Lindsay Rao. They used to call him Boomer. And we were out there, and a couple of other blokes, and Dad was there. He's been gone for a long time, but he caught this uh, double-header whiting. Yeah. And that was pretty good, so he thought he'd have another go, and he got himself. <laughs> got himself with a, with a whiting hook straight oh. through straight through his thumb, I think, oh, from memory. Geez. That was a bit of an education. And old Boomer said, well, now to get this out, stand still, Jack, and bang, and crash, and yells of agony, and the hook come out, and we went back fishing. <laughs> but I think most fishermen had a hook in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. you just got to get on with it sometimes. <laughs> So, uh, Michael, you mentioned you grew up on Kangaroo Island and obviously living here now, being the mayor. Tell us what you love most about the island. Oh, I'm, I'm an islander and mm. you have to be sort of born here really to understand the island. Mm. Um, I've never lived anywhere else and I won't. Mm. Um, it's just, uh, it's home. Mm. And I like, as I said, I like the water. Mm. I, we're not isolated, you know, no. we can get off the place, yeah. it costs money. I like the community mm. and uh, connect to the community. Uh, it's just how it is. It's mm. probably the same if you're a Tasmanian mm. um, or, you know, Lord Howe Island, Norfolk Island. It's mm. an island lifestyle. Mm. You've got to understand islands to be able to live on them permanently. Mm. It's home. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we have a few good scraps every now and then, but it's home. Yeah. No, it's certainly a great place, and we've been coming over here, Diz, for... Four or five years, yeah. sort of every year this time of year, and we love it. We can't really get enough of it. We oh, often yeah. say to the people we stay, we rent their house. We often say on the way out the door, can we come again next year? <laughs> and if you've got a uh, got an extra night on either end, we'll add another night on. So, yeah. Oh, it's great that you come back. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Uh, we've always been a family destination for holidays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's sort of changed a bit with what had changed a bit with all the internationals. Mm. We've got no internationals, we'll mean swamp with families again. Mm. Yeah. So that's been good. No, I'm delighted to come back. We'll take your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And um, how long have you been the mayor, Michael? This time, uh, two years. Okay. I was the mayor between 2003 and 2006. Okay. Yeah. And then I went into parliament. I had 12 years in state parliament. Good. Uh, that was an opportunity that presented. And I came back to retire and then... Uh, 
I had someone bail me up in the street and said, well, you've got to stand. And I said, oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, and I said, why is that? And they said, because we want someone with a bit of bastard in them in your head. <laughs> anyway, the, the rest is history. But, um, yeah, I came in at a difficult time. Mm. And we've had uh, all sorts of challenges. We had challenges when we came into the place, the council, and we had to sort that out. And, uh, since then, we've had the fires and COVID, so it's never done. It's been all happening since you took over, yeah, by the sounds. Yeah. I didn't create it, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Michael, and tell us about the fires. Obviously, we were staying down in that end of the island and had a bit of a drive around and a chat to a few of the locals, mm. and obviously sounds like it was pretty horrific at the time. Good mm. to see some of the native, you know... Mm. Vegetation. Vegetation yeah. coming back. Yeah. Tell us about how the island's bouncing back from all that. Yeah, look, it was traumatic. Uh, mm. When you lose half the island, it's pretty mm. intense. Mm. And we lost it over a period really between the 20th of December and to the 10th of January, and then it burned on for weeks. Mm. Um, it was a terrible time, and we lost two lives. Mm. And, uh, mm. They weren't locals, but had property here. Mm. Um, that's uh, you know that's relevant in the scheme of things. We lost two lives, mm. and mm. it really hammered the community. But the community really came together, mm. and we're recovering. It'll take a while. I think mm. it'll take a decade from day zero. Mm. So mm. you know we're probably one year into another ninety yeah. day. Um, people are getting themselves back into gear. The priority was to get, if you were a farm, to get the farm operational again with fences. We've got no tourism accommodation west of Pandana to speak of, apart yeah. from little places like where you're staying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's gone. We've lost our uh, infrastructure in a lot of places, but we'll get there, mm. as I said, to repeat myself. But it's a long, hard road. Some people are not going to be able to rebuild. Uh, there is, I think there's 30 housing applications been approved, and there's probably yeah, okay. a dozen or 14 of them have gone up. Yeah. But on farms, they've been building their sheds and shearing sheds and fences and getting stock back. Yeah, uh, yeah look, um, it's tough. It's mm. very tough. And uh, the good example of that is there was some people wanting to do something on the 6th of February to uh, remember the anniversary of when the fires were actually declared out or contained. And the people have been, don't want anything. Mm. And that's what we'll do. But yeah. uh, the good news is uh, we started the Mirror Bushfire Fund here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was on a bit of a whim on a Saturday morning and um, thinking we might get, you know, a few hundred thousand or a million. We got $5.8 million. Wow, that's a lot of money. We've paid out four and a half million. And where's so that gone to, Michael? To what? the people who got yeah. Yeah. So, so just to get them back on their feet and get the farms back operational. Yeah, there's criteria that came out of the Pinery Fire, oh, yeah. which we used. Uh, so much for house, so much for car, so much mm. for you know, this, that and everything else. So, uh, you know, I've got people out there who lost three and four farms. One mm. of my councillors mm. lost four farms. He lost three houses, mm. uh, he lost thousands of head of sheep and he lost, I think, 300 head of cattle. Yeah, um, wow. So it's been terrific. It's actually given people a bit of a lift mm. and uh, we've, we'll probably make another payment in February. Yeah, okay. Uh, make another round of, uh, we'll probably get rid of another million, I think. It's up to the committee, but yeah, yeah. So there's no point keeping the money there. It needs to yeah. get out for those get who need it. Get people moving in but the right direction. fairly ruthless. Yeah. We've had a few people try it on and haven't got away with it. Yeah. But yeah. that's human nature. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, those that have got it are most grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a real big congratulations to everybody who's been a part of that. Mm. That's a massive effort. Yeah. Mm. 
Now, uh, another challenge, obviously, has been COVID without the international visitors. But like you mentioned earlier, all the families are coming back, which is an excellent thing. I bet the community's buzzing to see it alive again with tourism. Oh, we were delighted. But um, I have to say that the efforts by the state government mm. and the feds have been terrific. But the state government giving the, the impetus to visitors to come back yeah, was fantastic. We just got that kicked off, and then bloody COVID yeah. just in the other eye. <laughs> yeah, but we only actually had one case of COVID on the island. There was okay. a local girl who'd been to Victoria to see family and came back. Yeah, self quarantined before it was even big news. Yeah. So we've yeah. been very lucky, and it's been well managed. Yeah, mm. so uh, we had sort of on again, off again tourism, but the school holidays in July when there's normally not a lot of people around, we, we were flooded. Mm. Yeah, and this last few weeks has been pretty hectic. So it's mm. good. Domestic tourism has saved our bacon, really. Yeah. And we were in at Jamison's Marine the other day, Diz, yeah. filling up our scuba tanks, and they said a lot of people are bringing boats over and doing yeah. fishing and getting yeah. in the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it's been a great summer. We had a, it was fairly windy early yeah. in January, so that stopped yeah. you buggers pinching our fish. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, no, we welcome visitors. They keep the place ticking, their job creation. Uh, the high-end internationals will come back, but that could be... 12 months or so away, who knows? I don't mm. think we, we know yet. So the international tourism operators here really struggle. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, some of them have given it away. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, look, everything's all right. KI's back. Like, now it's just back to basically us. Yeah. Then mm. it'll rev up for the races, so you blokes better stay for the races. We're actually coming We're back coming for Dizzy's Buck Show. Do you I want us? No. I can't, I can't talk you out of it, can I? <laughs> <laughs> we might have got a band on not coming back to the island. Oh, band, so you're coming to the races. We're mate. coming to the races. Yeah. You got your tickets? Yes, we yeah, did. How many of you? Uh, 12 or 14 or something. Oh my yeah. god. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, there's lots of fillies out there. You might be able to. <laughs> we'll come say good night anyway. Uh, oh, good on you. Make yourselves nice. Yeah, we will. Yes. Uh, which would be remiss of us not to touch on a bit of development that's happening across the island, Michael, the Emu Bay boat ramp. We're going to go and visit that tomorrow. Tell us about it. How's it getting plenty of use? Yeah, it's getting plenty of use, <laughs> but we've got some inherent problems out there yes. that we inherited. Yeah. Um, they made a huge mistake in not putting in the breakwater first. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a huge mistake, and I really don't know why... It was funded by the former government, not the current one, but I don't know why they actually approved it. They were told and told and told mm -hmm. what had happened, and no one had listened. There's a fairly long story attached to it. Mm. Uh, look, it's going to be a problem for a while. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just facing the wrong way. And if you get any sort of surge, it's a pain in the bum. If the tide's out, it's a pain in the bum. Mm. Looks fantastic. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it just could have been done a lot better. Mm. And just at the moment, we're not in a position to do anything about it. No, 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 no. Fair enough. One of those ones on the back burner for, a, for another time. I think so. Uh, it's going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. The locals don't fuss about it so much. I mean, they grizzle along and whinge, but they still go fishing. I imagine it's one of those things the locals probably know what they're doing and know, pick well, their days and... Not all of them. <laughs> Not all of them. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're going out there and have a look after this, are you? Uh, we'll oh, probably go tomorrow, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Try and get some more data, guy. Oh, yeah, right. Good so, on you. Can't find the tuna, so we'll move our attention on to something else. <laughs> You'll be right. You'll be right. You haven't put crow pots in? We've dived and got a couple. I oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Size? Yeah, a yeah, lot of undersize. 
You've got to pick and choose. Yes, the ones you got with. Yes, we had to pick and choose when we were down there. Yes, no, only the size ones. All right, Michael. We uh, one last thing from you, if we can. You've got to tell the listeners out there about some hidden gems of the island, which few people won't know about. Well, where do I start? I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of places that you can't get to that locals know about. Yeah. Places like Dashwood Bay. Okay. So Dashwood's only accessible through private property. Yeah. And uh, some of the locals go down there and camp. I mean, my favourite place still, I guess, over everything is Admiral's Arch mm-hmm. down the bottom end. Yeah. And, you know, it's where everyone goes. Yeah. I've said to my wife, well, you've got two choices if I go. You can get, we can have a barbecue and I can go over at Pennyshaw when Bazanga are playing Dudley and, and in front, or else we can go to Admiral's Arch and chuck me up there. <laughs> so, yeah, look, uh, there's lots of good places. Chapman River's fantastic yeah. if you've been out there. We've driven past it. Yeah. Yeah, Chapman River, yeah. you get brim in the, in the river there. Yeah, okay. Chapman River's a beautiful spot. Yeah. yeah. And there's just so many of them, even uh, down the uh, uh, Signet River out here. Um, down Duck Lagoon Road at mm. Duck Lagoon Camping Reserve. Yeah. Reserve. Yeah. That's a lovely place. Mm. Uh, there's just lots and lots. I like the coast. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, we used to walk the coast all the time. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's so much difference between the south and the north coast as well. South coast, much colder and more mm. rugged. And yeah. North coast is protected. But, yeah, I, I just like it all. I think Scott's Cove is fantastic. And, mm. Certainly yeah. lots of beaches scattered across the whole place to swim yeah. out and fish. And that, That's right. You, you pick, uh, one of the beauties of this place is you can pick your weather. And yeah, check, if, check if the wind and see what's favourable. You go to whichever coast yeah. suits you on yeah. the day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like taking people out. The north coast is probably my favourite. Yeah. yeah. I like the altitude and uh, it's quite strange when we were away in July we went down to Innes. Yeah. yeah, and uh, stopped at the lighthouse there and looked back at Kangaroo Island. I've been looking at that all my life. Never looked never the other direction. <laughs> yeah, I have. Look back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what did you think of Venice? Great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, it's a bit staggered how close the Orthorps are to the mainland. Because yeah. yeah. where we are, we look at the Orthorps and South on side, and we look that yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's not far out. Mm. There's no. certainly parts of uh, Innes that remind me of Kangaroo Island. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it was joined. Yes. Yeah. You see yeah. on the way to Emu Bay where you see the salt lakes. Yeah. That was once joined to where Veruca is. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So salt lakes the same, mm. very similar. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then we were joined to Cape Jervis up the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's only, I think it's 10,000 years since the land bridge went. Okay. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, that's a little been, while. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's why they reckon the Aboriginals that were here left. Because the land bridge was disappearing. Yeah, okay. And they okay. went back to mainland. Disappeared off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. off. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. So there all you right. are. Well, geography for <laughs> 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 history lesson, geography all rolled into one. All right, Michael. Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah. Thank and you. thanks for uh, having such a great island for us to come and fish and tour around on. Yeah, you'll be able to bring the wife and kids back in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. thank you. And thanks for coming. We really welcome visitors and... That's been a bit of fun. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you. Thanks, Michael. Michael. Cheers. Good. Geez, that was nice of Michael to take some time out of his day and catch up with us two larrikins, Rody. He was very generous with his time, Beers. He loves the island. Yes. And he loves his fishing. And can we just say, when we were leaving to meet Michael and you were nervous about what sort of attire we were going to wear, do you think we should have been? 
He was a casual dressed operator. Michael, I just love the fact that he was just a true Islander. Just very relaxed, casual. I took my good boardies out of the out of the uh, sports bag <laughs> for nothing. Yeah, I know. We could have we could have wore our fishing kit. I reckon Michael would have appreciated that. Yeah, he would have. We're going to uh, catch up with him for a beer at the races in a couple of weeks, Tiz. Oh, it'll be great to see him at the races. We're just going to have to remind him who we are because he, he is a man about the town. He is. He'll be busy that weekend, he I reckon. Be busy, busy, busy. All right, Diz, let's get into the fishing report and let's start with our own expertise over on the island. Diz, tell us about what we've got in do. Okay, Rody. Well, let's start by just talking about the first couple of days. My goodness, we covered some kilometres. We, we did. We had uh, So we had six of us on the boat. We yes. started from pretty much at Stokes Bay. Yeah. Went well down past Snug Cove on the first day. Yep, we did. Heaps of dolphins. Heaps few of birds. Dolphins, absolute flat calm. Lovely day. Saw a few water. ripples of bait. Trawled yep. the lures all around them. Plenty of lures. All the good gear from trolls so hard. Lures and no tuna. No, no tuna. We tried some deep divers. We had the laser pro out there. We had the Samaki pacemaker. We had the, the pink bits is what's doing the damage on the Troll So Hard gear. Not over here, it's not, mate. And, uh, yeah, look, I mean, when there's no fish, there's no fish. Though, you mate. have those days, mate, you have those days. So yeah. we, we... When there's no fish, there's no fish. We certainly persevered. We've been out probably four or five times out there trawling and searching for them. And we've always had the tuna gear on the boat, just in case. Yep. But uh, after you know a couple of long trips of trawling around, searching for bait, we had to turn our attention elsewhere. We did. So then we went and we've got a few marks around east of Stokes Bay. Yes. Where we got onto the King George. In the past, yep. We've we got, got a couple, a few, there. few flatties. Got a few flatties. Plenty of fish. Of we got bag. some salmon, some snook. Yeah. Bit of everything, really. Kept the crew entertained. Some sweep. Yeah. Leather good. jackets. It was good. It good was mixed good, bag. A good little sesh. Uh, I didn't keep them all, of course. Nah, catch them all. interested in the sort of table eating fish, so that was nice. And in amongst all that trawling that we talked about, we did manage to take some marks down. Yes. Kept, a bot kept an eye on the bottom and found some good lumps. Some down sort of uh, out from Western Cove, you'd say this. Yep, yep. And another couple around Stokes Bay. Yep. And it was safe to say they delivered some good fish. Yeah, no, they did. They did. They did, mate. It was really good. Uh, we got onto a very good size nanny. Yep. Ch jump on the socials. Dizzy did pull in a nice nanny. It's rare for him to sort of catch the biggest fish of the trip, but it did happen this one time. <laughs> nah, I cleaned up there on the nanny front, mate. Certainly. Oh, did you get one? Yeah, yeah, a couple. <laughs> I certainly call them my swallowtail. Lucy was the best on the nanny. Yeah, Lucy's in here. She's uh, waving her arms around, reminding us that she was the best jigger. She's some sort of jigging queen. She uh, she got onto him out off Stokes Bay Yes. on the jig, which we haven't done a lot of. No. But we're going to talk about the jigs a little bit later on in the tackle segment, Diz. Yes, we are, mate. But jump on the socials and you'll see plenty of pics of us pulling in nannies. Yep, so that was good. We got down to Island Beach. Saw the fisheries there, which is always nice to see. And they were wrapped with our work, weren't they? They were. They were very impressed. They we... quizzed us on our whiting and our flathead, what the sizes were, how many could keep. We passed with flying colours. We lived true to our name there with a bit of all the gear but no idea. We didn't catch that many, but we caught a few. Got no, a good feed. Well, we get nine or ten or something. Yeah, and a few flatties, not bad. Yeah, that flatty was interesting. Wasn't a bit of sight fishing the flatty. We could see the whiting and the flathead down there. We were dropping baits on the head. They just yeah. wouldn't always take them. 
Nah, it was good. That was a good little sesh. Got out a bit wide there off, uh, I think it's Kangaroo Head. Yeah. A few drops out there, but no, nothing to be found there. No good. No good, mate. And we had a day at Emu Bay. Adam Harris off the Facebook sent us through some spots. Thank you, Adam. They looked amazing on the sounder. Oh, looked like they were heaps of fish. They just wouldn't take the bait. They weren't interested. So might try that one again next time on a different tide or moon, maybe. We did have a dodge tide to contend with here for a while. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, and we got a few craters diving out the front, just around the Stokes Bay area. Yes, yep. Pezzle into his first scuba mission with your good self and Lucy Rody. Yeah, Did it was good right? fun. That was probably my other lemon, those couple of cray that I accidentally caught and released. <laughs> yeah. Had a bit Lucky of a tangle rave. underwater. My uh, torch rope got caught on the zipper of my catch bag. Ah. Isn't that what say the rookies do? Yeah, it was a rookie move. Oh, okay. Anyway. Somehow open my catch bag and let two go. Well, you live and you learn, don't you? Won't be doing that again. I've got that thing zip-tied shut now. <laughs> Very good. No, but we have had a good week over good here. Chewing. Probably haven't caught as many fish as what we'd envisage, but I suppose you never do. Nah, look, you don't, because if you are anything like us, you envisage sort of, you know, a regular bag out. And it was probably a good couple of days on the tuna off being a great week's fishing, because we did have a good variety of species covered. Yeah, we did. If we got onto the tuna for a day or two, it that would have, have been topped it off. Excellent. Excellent. But been a good week nonetheless, and we have booked in to come back next year, Diz. Yes, we have. That'll be interesting to see whether we can all line up the leave again, but it'll be great to be back here nonetheless, Brody. Yeah, and there has been some fishing going on elsewhere, Diz. The tuna aren't necessarily here, but they are everywhere else. Plenty of fish off Victor Harbour. Plenty of fish off Victor Harbour. So some of our uh, friends of the show, Tommy, Tommy Jonas, Jonas went out. Yep, he got tuna off Victor Harbour. I think uh, Tommy Cleary might have uh, needed a few seasick tablets, Diz. Should send him down to the pharmacy, mate. Do you know anyone that can deliver them? Yeah, yeah, send him down my way, mate. I'll sort him out. So he was a bit crook, but they got some tablets. fish, which was nice. And I think he's coming over to the island next week. So we'll see how he goes and we'll keep you updated on his fishing expertise. Yes. Uh, Flacky and Dan went out. We shared a few of their pictures. Oh, yeah, they, they look like they've got some good ones. Good fish. Johnny Giannini, friend of the show. Yep. He got in the tuna. Loves fishing. Plenty of posts off Victor of plenty of fish being caught. So if the weather plays the game, uh, it'll be a great tuna comp. Yes, I'm sure it will be, mate. Uh, and yeah, we're going out with Gav in a couple of weeks, and we did see a post of him getting some tuna and Samson fish. Ah, uh, yes, no, we did. We did see that. Uh, he uh, must have had a good day on the water, I reckon. So There's some big sambos we're there. We're looking forward to that, Diz. But uh, that's for another episode, what we do, what we get up to with Gav. All right, Diz, now let's talk some tackle, mate. Yes, well, uh, seeing as it's our new favourite form of fishing roadie, we uh, thought this week on the tackle segment we would talk about jigging for nannies. And I'm just we? currently like going through our little nanny box of, of jigs. Yes. And they've had some damage. Those nannies got teeth on them. They've they got mouths. smash them hard. This, uh, this one took a bit of uh, bit of heat. Yeah. Plus you're bouncing them generally off reefy bottom. Yeah, so this one that probably did the most damage was the Samaki Assault in 80 grams. Yeah. I think part of the reason that one worked was the weight of it. Yes. No, it allowed it. us to get to the bottom and stay at the bottom. Got us down there nicely. Some of the 40 and 60 grams in the rib cage, which, uh, which is quite a popular one. Uh, those ones just weren't quite holding the bottom. 
Yeah, the little octopus jigs too. Just, they were uh, they were a little uh, Shimano model, I think. They were sixty yeah. gram as well. Didn't quite hold the bottom, so you do have to play to your conditions. You do. They're little nanny lollipops, those ones. So certainly those ones from Samaki and Shimano were uh, seemed to do the do the goods. The we also had guru. a nice one from the fishing guru dis. Dan made these up, got them, got them all sorted. And these They're, are a, a little bit of a multi-purpose jig. He does uh, recommend you control them, you can jig them, you can cast them. Yeah. And we've got them in 20, 40, and 60 gram. Nice little blue model, bit of sh shine and sparkle to them. Yeah, absolutely. Great little jigs, those. And probably, you know, for the conditions we were in this week, the 40 and the 20 were just a bit small, but the 60 did hook a nice nanny. Yeah, no, it did, mate. It did. It really so, uh, did. So those, you know, good to have some different colours and different weights in your arsenal. Yes. And I think we'll be getting some bigger ones for next time. Yeah, no, we've got a really good little jig box going now, haven't we? So we're always looking to add to our jig box, and we'd like to get a couple of 80s, 100s, 120s for those bigger days. Yeah. No, the I other thing agree. we did experiment with was tying two jigs together, Diz. Yeah, that was a little bit of innovation. So, you know, you had sort of 20 centimetres of mono between two jigs just to give you some extra weight. So putting an 80 at the top, then a 60 below that. Yeah. So you get down the bottom and hold the bottom a bit better. And that caught fish too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, uh, something that's a bit new to us. We haven't done a lot of it. Yes, so any tips? Well, but uh, nanny jigging way. is good fun and these lures are the goods. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. Fantastic little tackle segment, that. It's been good and I've actually got the tackle box right in front of me. So, uh... Good, good to go live and exclusive. Yes, very good. I can good. describe all the little lumps and bumps that these have got from getting <laughs> smashed by nannies. Beautiful, mate. Excellent. All right, dears, that's about all we've got time for. Yes. So no. uh, make sure you jump on the socials because there's plenty of pictures from our week on KI. Yeah, get on the socials. Enjoy the photos. We've got some really good scenery. Very picturesque spot we've got here. Yeah, and we make sure you're enough. all getting in contact with our good friend Steve Powell to get involved in the Coast to Coast Tuna Comp. Yep. Hit Steve up. Get your orders into uh, HYT. How's your tackle? For your pillies uh, and your uh, your ice. Yeah, yeah. Get on it. And all going to plan. The weather comes good. Fingers, fingers crossed. Brilliant, mate. And we'll uh, see you down at the coast to coast on the Sunday. We'll be fishing, guys. Yes, we will. We'll see all you. Right. Then. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Michael Pengilly, the mayor of Kangaroo Island, for coming on. Yes. Cheers, Michael. Excellent work. All and right. thanks to Des and Elaine Pratt for having us yes. here at KI. Now, lovely week. Thanks, guys. See ya. Rody and Diz hope you enjoyed today's episode of All the Gear But No Idea. Keep up to date by liking and sharing us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. Until next time, good luck fishing. Fishing.